You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. If you'll notice, Jesus and, and his disciples, according to Mark 10 and 46, went to Jericho. Jericho connotes the city of palm trees, as well as the city with a sweet odor. A fragrance, a sunny city, a pleasant city, a city that people would often go to for a retreat. But on this particular occasion, if you'll notice, there was not much said in the text about what Jesus and his disciples did in the city, the focus is on them leaving the city. And if you'll notice, they they were leaving the city, but there was also a multitude or a great crowd that was present as they were leaving. Him and his disciples went in, but when they came out, there was also a multitude that was present. But after mentioning him leaving the city and talking about the multitude, you'll notice the author then focuses on one person. One person. Whole lot of folk, but the concern is about one one person that is deemed in the text blind. His condition but his name, Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, blind, unable to see, unable to see, sitting beside the road, begging. Asking for help. Asking for certain necessities. And probably on occasion, he may have even went so far as to ask for something he, he just wanted. A desire. Does not go into detail about his, his past. The text is just concerned with what was taking place. 
in the present. But he was begging. And you know how folk are about people that, that beg. But Bartimaeus, it, it, it was an unusual case, even when you consider our day and time. Because some of us probably have never seen a blind person beside the road begging. Probably have never seen one. And, and there are reasons why. Because in our day and time, people that have what is deemed a handicap can get assistance. Moreover, some have, have loved ones that, that will make sure that they are, they are taken care of. But it's obvious that that was not the case with Bartimaeus. Back then, that there were no programs, no public, no private for people that were that were blind. And notice again that they mentioned that he was the son of Timaeus. Timaeus refers to a person that is honorable. For a person to be such would say to me that that person would make sure that his family is taken care of. I'm not putting Timaeus down because it could have been to the point to where he was unable to take care of his blind son. And though the text does not mention that he was deceased at the time, that could have been the case. But nevertheless, Bartimaeus had to survive by begging. That's how he got his, his livelihood. That's how he made sure he got something to eat. And if you'll notice, he, he, he had to put away some clothes that he had on in order to get up to go to Jesus. So that says in one sense that not only was he Beside the highway begging. But he probably also on occasion made that same spot or somewhere along the Jericho Road his residence. Not only begging beside the road. But when you decide to take a nap, when you decide to even go to the bathroom, that's your, that's your house. Side the road. He was in a horrific situation. His living was atrocious. 
it was to the point to where he probably went days without bathing. Days without having something proper to eat or something nice to put on. Because you know how folk are. Some folk who can help you won't help you. Woo, don't be trying to act like that. You know it's some folk that, that, that can help you that won't help you. And, and, and some folk, they just automatically look down on anybody that's begging for something. And, and will say something smart. Woo, some of y'all didn't say anything because you have gotten smart with somebody that was, woo, ain't no need in trying to be shame. I have done the same. I have said to somebody, you need to go to work. But they were not blind. I said to a person, if you can stay here all eight hours a day because you were here when I came by, and you still here. You should be able to go to work. And I will pay you to help me. But I will not give you this, that, and the other. And you're able to do something. But again, it was not the case with Bartimaeus. He couldn't have helped me. It requires somebody with eyesight to be able to, to help me do what I do. And likewise, he probably could not have helped you. For the same reason. And so, the thing that he had to do if he was going to survive, if he was going to eat, was the big. Was the big. And so there he was on, on the side of the road, begging. Until undoubtedly he heard the noise of the crowd. And somebody said to him, or he heard somebody say, it's Jesus. It's the Savior. It's Emmanuel. It's the one that came that we might have life. And that we might have it more abundantly. It's the one that made it clear that he is not the thief that comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. But he came with abundant life. Who won't he give you abundant life? Won't he do something for you? Won't he raise you from the bottom to the top? Won't he change your life completely around? Won't Jesus make you look good? Some of us, we were on our last leg until Jesus helped us. Some of us, we were wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in sin until we heard the good news about 
Jesus. Some of us didn't have anywhere to stay until we heard about Jesus. Some of us, we were headed down the wrong path until we heard about Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, I wonder what's your story. I wonder what you were going through before you met Jesus. How many can truly say you were messed up before you met him? You were in a bad place before you met him. Pocket full of money, but still miserable. And so he, he, he heard that it, it was Jesus. So all of a sudden, a transformation happens on the Jericho Road. Because notice again, he was there begging. But he turned from begging into worshiping. He turned from begging into worshiping. And, and, and he identified Jesus in a way, biblically speaking, that, that few identified him. He identified him as the son of David. He, he identified that his lineage was part of the man that was deemed. A person after God's own heart. I know that that's the son of David. I know that he has a heart like David. I know he knows when people are in need of something. I, I know he knows when a person needs a shepherd. So that's how I'm going to identify. They said Jesus. But I'm going to call him the son of David. And I'm going to ask him for what David talked about. David talked about how his mercies are new every single day. David talked about how God's mercy endures forever. So I'm going to ask him for some mercy. That Son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David, have mercy. Thou son of David, have mercy. Thou son of David, have mercy. He just kept going on and on and on. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou Son of David, have mercy. Oh, son of David, have mercy on me. Say to your neighbor, sometimes you got to get crazy with your worship. I said, sometimes you got to get crazy with your worship. You don't care if there's a crowd around. You don't care who's frowning at you. You just got. You just got to let God know you need him. You need his help. You got to let him know that you're hungry and thirsty after what is essential for you to live. And so he kept on saying, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I need some help from you, Jesus. 
I'm down and out right now. I'm, I'm in a place to where I can't look for none of these folks to do for me what I need. I need your help. Some of us know what it is to run out of friends you can turn to. Some of us know what it is for your family to turn their back on you and the only one you can say to your neighbor, I got to a place where the only one that could help me was Jesus. I got in such a low place to where mama couldn't help me, daddy couldn't help me, friend couldn't help me, spouse couldn't help me, doctor couldn't help me. The only one that can help me was And when you get in a place to where you know the only one that can help you is Jesus, you'll get just like Bartimaeus. You'll get desperate. You'll get repetitive. You'll start supplicating, letting him know you are the one with my answer. You are the one that has in your hand, in your power, exactly what I need. You are the one that can change my situation completely. You are the one that can Turn things completely around for me. You are the one that promised you'd make me the head and not the tail. I'll live above and never beneath. You are the one that has healings in your hand. You are the one that can change everything in reference to my life. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on And whenever you get crazy in your worship, whenever you give God a praise. out of need in your life somebody gonna get upset notice the text say they warn him they warn him to cease are to stop worshiping. They told him to stop calling on the name that saves. Can't you talk about anything? <laughs> Other than Jesus? Can't we just have a normal conversation? <laughs> Talking about Jesus is normal to me. <laughs> Giving him the praise in private. And in public, 
is normal to me. When I get sick in my body, calling on him and asking him for mercy or help is normal to me. When I don't have what I need and desire something better, calling on Jesus is normal for me. It may be normal for you. When you are down and out to reach for a pill, or call your counselor, but that's not normal for me. It's normal for me when I get to going through trouble to call on that name, Jesus. Oh, ask somebody what is normal for you is it normal for you to, to reach for a pill or to call on that name that saves is it normal for you to call up somebody or do you start calling on the name of Jesus ask somebody one more time what's normal for you When you get a bad report, what's the next thing on the list? Is it to feel sorry or is it to look toward heaven from whence comes your help? Is it to let Jesus know I heard what they had to say, but I know you are my healer. I know you are Jehovah Rapha. I know you are the God that's going to heal. Shut up, Bartimaeus. Be quiet. What you're doing is out of order. No telling what all they said to the man of God, to the worshiper. Of Jesus. Despite what they said. The text says he cried. All the more. He cried all the more. What was going on with him? He was dogged. It didn't matter what they said, what they thought, or what they did. He was dogged. He was relentless, continual in doing what he needed to do in order to get a breakthrough. He didn't care what they said. He knew Jesus was his answer. He was dogged. And that's the type of determination we have to have. You have to continue trusting God. 
despite pain going up and down your body. Despite bad report after bad report, you have to continue to trust in the mercy of Jesus. His mercy endures forever. Paul and the Hebrew writer talked about the mercy of God. The Hebrew writer talked about coming boldly before the throne of God. Why? That you may obtain mercy when in time of need. You have to recognize when you're going through something, that's the time that God releases his mercy. At the time you get a bad report, that's the time that God allows his mercy to not only get on the outside of you, but to enter in the inside of you and cause a transformation to come forth for the better. There is no medicine like God's mercy. There is no strength you can receive like God's mercy. His mercy equates his grace. And Paul said in the book of 2 Corinthians 12 that his grace is sufficient. David so understood the mercy of God that when he closed out Psalm 23 after identifying God as his shepherd in verse 1, he said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me the days of my life how long all the days of my life I gotta get that which stays with me all the time when I wake up mercy is with me when I go to lunch mercy is with me when I step on the jaw mercy is with me when I go out shopping mercy is with me surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life if it be true tell somebody mercy is with me right now. Oh, tell somebody else, mercy is with me right now. Oh, it's with me right now. It's matter of fact, I brought it to church with me. It's with me everywhere I. That's what Bartimaeus wanted. He wanted something that stays with you. He wanted something that battles disease. Something that battles cancer. Something that battles whatever you may be going through in your mind. Or your body. So he was dogged. He didn't argue with folk because dogged folks are focused on what's significant or essential. They telling him to shut up, be quiet, but he ain't arguing with them. He kept on Never lost his focus. Never lost his intensity. He kept calling on Jesus. He kept saying, thou son of David, have mercy 
on me. Don't allow folk to cause you to lose your focus. Keep your eyes on the prize. Don't allow what is being said. Don't allow the naysayers. Don't allow the doubters. Don't allow anybody else to get you off track. Keep your eyes on the prize. That's what Paul said in Philippians 3. That he's reaching forth to the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And then told the folks that were following him, y'all need to do the same thing. A whole crowd of folk. But Bartimaeus does not allow the crowd. People that are opposed to what he is doing. Others to stop him. The man was dogged. Yeah, I heard what you said, doctor, but I know my God. Yeah, I heard what you said, Mr. Banker, but I know my God. Yeah, I know it didn't happen for her, but I know my God. See, with men, certain things are just impossible. Get that in your head. With men, certain things are just impossible. Quit looking to a man to give you your miracle. Bartimaeus had to have a miracle. There was no cure for what he was dealing with. Jesus said, with men, this is impossible. This condition that's going on right here is impossible with men. So just get your focus off that because with God, get this, not just one thing. Y'all ain't ready over here. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Now I'm all right. With God, not just one thing. All things. All. Y'all ready yet? With God, not just one thing. All things are possible. Get this. To him who believes. Say to your neighbor, I'm a faith walker. And one of my traits is believing. Oh, you better say it to one more person. I'm a faith walker. And one of my traits is believing. Even when I have to fight enemies that's trying to make me not believe, I still got that trait. I am a believer. I am a believer. I am a Notice the text. Bar-
Bartimaeus was a believer. That's the reason he kept his focus. What did he want? What in the world did he want? He wanted better. He wanted better. He knew where he was. It was worse. Begging folk that don't like you and they throw and change. Thank you, dear. You hungry, they take three bites off a sandwich and throw you something. You hungry. So you pick it up. And where they left off buying, you start. Worse. See, see, some of y'all, y'all you, you, don't, you don't know what it is to be worse. You, you, you ain't got nothing in, in the refrigerator. If, if, if you don't come up with, with, with the money by Friday, you're going to be homeless. You're going to be just like them folks you be riding by. Folk talk about all that we have, but they don't know where God has brought us from. Yeah, I know your reverend got this. Yeah, but you don't know. You don't know where I came from. You don't know the struggle. You don't. Look at somebody and say, you don't know my whole story. You're looking at what you see right now. You don't know my... If it be true, tell somebody, I ain't always had nice things. You don't want me to wear my Sunday's best, but you don't know where I came from. You, you don't want me to talk about how God unblessed me from my crown to the sole of my... But you don't know where I done come from. I got to give him the praise of bringing me from where he brought me from. I to let folk know that he'll make you the head, not the tail. He'll cause you to live above. Shout at somebody, woe be under me. If I don't tell how God brought me from a mighty, 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 mighty long way. And that's what Bartimaeus wanted. He was tired of being poor. He was tired of begging. He wanted better. (laughs) 
And that's what we ought to want. You ought to want better so you can let folks know God will take you from one realm to the next realm. God will cause blessings to come your way not just from the north, the south, the east, and the west, but from seven ways. He'll give you a life of completion. He'll give you the life that he promised to give you according to John 10 and 10 and 3 John 2. It's his wish. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul does prosper. So finally, after being dogged in worship, Requesting that God have mercy on him. Jesus in the midst of a multitude heard that praise. He heard it to the point to where the text said he just stood. Still, a praise that calls God, the Son of David, the Savior of the world, to just stand still. A praise that was not only dogged. But a praise that was coming from the inside of a hungry and thirsty man. Jesus had to help him because he said, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, I'll fill you. I'll satisfy you. I'll do what you want. A multitude around. And he stopped. And commanded. Ordered. Tell him to come in. And then finally. Despite all the opposition. Bartimaeus had been going through. There was one person. That, that, that seemingly was happy for it. The one person said to him, be of good cheer. Be happy, brother. He calling you. It's your time. You got to be happy for folk that are sincere in their worship. You got to praise God when you hear testimonies like, like Kente and Gina May's testimony. You got to be happy when, when, when you see folks driving up in their heart's desire. You got to be happy when you hear how God done healed a person from his. Say to your neighbor, you got to be happy for your brothers and your sisters. Be of good cheer. Be 
calling you. And some, he threw off what he, what he was covered in. And somebody had to, had to help him to just get there. And so he, he finally got there. And get this. This is what I love right here. He didn't know how Jesus looked. He was not a doubting Thomas. He, he didn't know how he looked. Never laid eyes on him just like us. He just believed. Remember what Jesus said? Blessed are those who believe, but they've not seen. He, he was just like us. Hadn't seen anything, but he was a believer. And so Jesus said, what, what, what you want? What do you want me to do for you? I want better, Lord. And better for me is going to be that I get my sight. Didn't lay one hand on him. Not one. Not one hand on him. Didn't even speak in tongues on him. See, see, some folks won't believe unless you put a hand on them. Or speak in tongues. He didn't do that. Your faith. You don't exemplify. You believe in me. I heard you over there hollering. Why you think I just stood still? Your faith. What you kept saying even though they told you to stop. What you kept doing even though you got complaint after complaint. That's what made you well. And so finally, he just told him, be it unto you, you're well. And he immediately got up. And this is what I love as I close it. He got up. And, and this, this, this ain't big to us that have sight. But he got up and then he followed him. <laughs> down the road. I see now. Let's give God a praise. I'm done. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give him a